Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, September 28th. Stocks are in the red across the board, although you're seeing continued underperformance in growth stocks. So the S&P futures overall are down 25 points. That's about 58 basis points. The Dow futures are down 90 points. That's about 26 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are down about 180 points. That's about 1.2%. So another day of very steep underperformance in growth stocks, at least so far, that that um, is very consistent with what you saw on Monday. Um, you know, just quickly stepping back and looking at the broader narrative this morning, it's very much a morning where price action is driving kind of the narrative. Um, there really wasn't a lot of major incremental news out overnight, but you are seeing energy prices continue to spike. So Brent is above $80 a barrel now. That's three year plus high. Um, and natural gas continues to spike as well. Um, no real incremental reason, but a lot of the same um, headlines are being cited. You know, ongoing shortages, improving demand as COVID fades in the US and Europe, um, et cetera. And then in response to that, you're seeing bonds continue to sell off globally as well. Um, you know, U.S. yields are up another several basis points, um, and you're seeing similar types of price action in Europe. So for the last several days, I think markets have been looking at what's occurring in energy and bonds as being a net macro positive, reflecting kind of a normalization of um, economic activity as well as monetary policy. Today, it's kind of tipping a little bit towards being a net negative um, you know, a lot of concern about energy is now a function more of uh, shortages that's going to weigh on growth and then uh, cause inflation to spike. And then the bonds are responding to energy um, and the inflationary implications of what's happening with oil and natural gas. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of allowing kind of day-to-day price action to dictate your fundamental view of the world. So I'm not, you know, I, w- I would caution against getting caught to up too much in what's happening you know, this morning between four and six a.m., which tends to be, um, you know, a dead zone of liquidity, and you, and you can see these kind of violent shifts in the market. The futures had been flat um, right up until about two a.m., and then they kind of uh, suffer a steep decline. But like I said, really not a lot of major incremental news. It's just very much more of the same. Um, you know, I think you can trace what you're seeing in bonds back to last week. Um, the Fed Wednesday afternoon had a hawkish message, the BO, the, and then you had Norway and the BOE Thursday morning have hawkish messages. Those, the BOE seemed in particular to be kind of the spark that drove this um, relatively violent sell-off in bonds that you're seeing. The moves in energy and yields um, is getting very overdone, so I would not be surprised to see either of them reverse um, probably within the next 24 hours at this point. Um, all that being said, I think tech stocks will stay vulnerable. So you're, you're seeing tech... Um, NASDAQ futures are obviously off a lot this morning. Tech stocks in Europe are getting hit very hard too. Um, so the tech sub-index in Europe is down about 3%. Um, and you are seeing the cyclical groups outperform again in Europe, although they're not seeing very strong outright gains. So financials are doing better than the broader market, um, along with basic resources, but they're not um, spiking higher like they were yesterday. Um so those are kind of the major themes and trends for this morning. In Asia, you saw most of the major indices finish in the red with the exception of Hong Kong. The Hang Seng rallied over a percent, some relief buying in Hong Kong um, and mainland China. You know, there you did have the PBOC come out yesterday morning after Asia closed before the US Open, made some comments suggestive of a potential triple R cut in the next um, several days. You are seeing the PBOC continue to inject liquidity in the market. So the PBOC injected more liquidity this morning. That's the eighth consecutive day of injection. That's the the, the most um, 
the most days consecutively since back in December. So clearly they continue to pull on some liquidity levers as they aim to stabilize market sentiment, um, but they still are kind of avoiding um, wholesale stimulus actions, both on the fiscal and monetary front. Property stocks rebounded in Hong Kong. You did see uh, Sunak China came out and denied media reports that it had requested government assistance. Remember that had kind of been circulating late last week and then yesterday. So they denied that. That helped um, property stocks to rally. And then you also had Alibaba come out and um, reveal that they are now starting to integrate some Tencent services into their own apps. Remember, this has been... Um, the government has been forcing tech companies to start to integrate each other's services to help uh, increase competition. And so the fact that you're seeing them now take action is is alleviating some of the anxiety around further regulatory steps against tech. So um, tech, all, the, the Hong Kong rebound was relatively broad. You had Macau gaming stocks, you had property stocks, you had tech names, all trade well. Um, but the rest of Asia mostly was in the red. Europe is getting uh, hit relatively hard this morning, down about a percent. And then uh, U.S. futures are also in the red, as we already talked about. Um, and that is essentially it. You didn't really have a ton of major economic data today. You didn't have a, a lot of real uh, earnings news out last night either. Um, and then on the calendar for Tuesday, you are going to have Yellen and Powell will both be testifying before Congress. I don't really think you're going to see anything all that material from either of them. Um, you know, I think. The good thing right now about where we were, are with Fed policy is a lot of the the noise, the daily the daily speeches from various different Fed officials are becoming just less relevant. It's very clear the Fed is going to be tapering in November or December, um, and Powell's already kind of signaled what the pace will be. So, and we already know that the rate liftoff um, is still you know over a year away. So I think. There's just a lot less uncertainty with regards to Fed policy, which makes, um, I think, some of the speakers just less relevant at this point in time. Uh, Washington will be very much in focus just as we as we try to watch how the various different deadlines and bills are going to be evolving going forward. The Senate last night tried to pass a joint budget debt ceiling piece of legislation that failed, as was widely expected. You're now going to see Democrats separate them and float a standalone budget that will avoid a shutdown later this week. I think it's very likely to happen. Um, you know, to the extent you see a big, bold headline that says, you know, Democrats reach deal to avoid shutdown. Obviously, that's not negative, but that's largely ex uh, the expectation at this point in time. No reason to get really excited. The bigger issue is still um, dealing with the debt ceiling. I think Democrats are going to have to fold that into the reconciliation bill and pass it on a simple majority, but they still first have to figure out what they want in that reconciliation bill. And you still have um, some pretty large gaps between moderates and liberals that um, will have to be reconciled in the coming weeks. Remember, the debt ceiling um, could be triggered as soon as the end of October. So there's really not much time for them to take action. Um, and that is it for today. Um, and then just quickly, you have Micron earnings at after the close. That's really the only major company-specific piece of news that's scheduled. So that is everything for today, Tuesday, September 28th. Thank you for listening.